get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 381 and Happy New Year. I hope you all had a uh, fun, safe time um, and a good good festive break. And uh, yeah, that also means it's that time of the year again. We had our game night, and now it's time to talk about the year that was, 2022 mm. in video games. <laughs> but before we get into that, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good yourself. I'm excellent. Joelle, hi. Hello, hello. Happy New Year. Same to you. Thanks. Simon, hi. hi. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. I am excited to get into this because um, this was a challenge because uh, I had a hard time remembering all the things that happened in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go back and look and see, was that in 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019? I don't know anymore. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, but before we get into that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Bodbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. If you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee, you can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. And if you'd like to leave us a voice memo, you can do that by going into the iHeartRadio app on the Girls on Games podcast page. Hit that little microphone and record us a 30 second spot. All right. Uh, yeah, it was New Year's. We are recording this on the oh. second day of January 2023. And uh, mine was fun, but tame. How about you folks? Catherine, what'd you do for New Year's? Oh, we stayed in. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have parties or anything like that. Uh, we did a lot for Christmas, so for New Year's, we kind of, like, ended up just doing our own thing. I was playing Persona 5, and at one point, I got up, and I brushed my teeth, and I looked at the time. It was five past midnight. I just woke up to Pascal. I was like, Happy New Year, and kissed him. I was like, I'm going to bed. There <laughs> we go. Uh, bye. <laughs> my phone was buzzing with, like, Happy New Year messages yeah. and things like yeah. that, so... That was pretty much it. I mean, like, the most excitement I've had was this morning when I went over to Simone to have brunch. <laughs> we sure did. Oh, that so was Simone, fun. how was your uh, your weekend? Yes, weekend and yes, uh, weekend. brunch and everything? <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, well, my parents are never there for the for the uh, the winter, so we uh, spent the uh, spent Chris, uh, Christmas, Jesus Christ, uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day at my in laws. So that was that was that was that was great. To always play games and uh, watch the Bye Bye and watch Infoman, which is f- for all the French Canadian here will know what that is. Um, and then yeah, this morning uh, we had uh, Catherine and Pascal over for brunch. It's been a while since we've seen them, so we're like, hey, come over over to my place and cat cat have never seen actually my my new house so uh mm-hmm. she also uh got to have a tour of uh, the uh, unfinished uh, upstairs and uh, <laughs> yeah. still need to uh, finish a few things but yeah it was fun uh, it was cool seeing everyone played some turtle pursuit um and yeah just kind of kind of chilling uh honestly it's uh 
it's it's a nice time to really unwind. Next year is going to be a uh, pretty busy at work, so I'm kind of kind of happy that we got some chance to uh, really relax and chill out and and just kind of uh, not think about anything too complicated for the next uh, for the next couple 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 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm still off until like Monday of next week. Oh, Lucky, yeah. Like, yeah, I work, yeah. I work on Thursday. Yeah, from well, home officially, still. we had like uh, we get the week off. Okay. Uh, the studio's closed for a week, and then officially everybody's back at work tomorrow. But I took an extra four days in my vacation days, and uh, yeah, I'm going back on Monday. Nice. And like Saturday's my birthday, and I'm uh, I'm going to my mom's. So, well, that'll be nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I go back tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it and dreading it all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm actually kind of like uh, a bit iffy about it because like Friday is the like the last the hard cut for uh, something we were working on mm-hmm. for a while for a feature we're working on mm. um and like I'm not there but like when I left there was a bunch of shit still left to do so I kind of like left to to do and like my my boss was like no no we won't call you but I'm like eh. Eh. so i'm kind of like dreading it dreading. in the sense of like <laughs> mm-hmm. should i check in on thursday or friday question mark and or do i just kind of like let jesus take the wheel and show up monday and figure out if we're like where we need to be um <laughs> i don't know it's just like it's not not that it's like very risky or anything like i'm not gonna break ndas but it's just because like because of the Christmas vacation, like some people took before, some people yeah. I took after. So yeah. there's like a bit of a, you know, passing ships in the night with some of the people I'm working with on this project. Oh, yeah. So I don't know, like, it's kind of like, it's been kind of like a game of tag, you're it. Like mm-hmm. the programmer left, he was like, all right, I did this. And I'm like, I did my part. And I'm like, there's a bug for the programmer. So tag, you're <laughs> it. And he's yeah. coming back like early January, but I'm not there. So and the game designer is also coming back. Wasn't there before, but it's coming back after. So it's a it's a bit weird. But like the my the dev tester and my boss are not taking extra days, so they're like, "We'll be there. We'll be there. We have the information." Like they're the two people that have the most information. Like we'll be there. You don't have to. But at the same time, I'm like, might check my email on Thursday. <laughs> just <to> make sure. <laughs> just, to just make, to make sure, sure things don't go awol. How about you, Joelle? What you do? How'd you celebrate New Year's? Well, I was uh, finally able to get out of the house, um, so I was able to uh, get out to uh, where my boyfriend lives, which is southern suburbs of Minnesota, and I did some like like small bar hopping, which Ooh. I haven't done in a very long time. Bar <laughs> hopping, wow. Yeah, we wow. went to a few- Spring chicken there. I know, I- <laughs> I did pay for it though yesterday. I will say more so like my back, like not that I was like hungover, but like my my back was like, what the fuck did you just do to me? And so, uh, but it was pretty fun. Yeah, we did a little a little of that, and um, he he wanted to see some other of his friends, and I'm like, great, I'm tired, I'm went home to bed. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was it was nice to kind of get out and do uh, a little things. I was feeling habit, but um, but it it was good to be able to to get out because i was not able to before so on the mess. that's good on the mess. good good i'm glad to hear and games wise um you folks been playing much in between the last time we last spoke and today cat 
Oh, I'm marathoning through Persona 5. Uh, finished the third palace. Uh, starting the fourth. Um, and yeah, I think I'm almost at the halfway point. I'm like 40 to 45 hours in, and I think it's like 100 hours-ish. Maybe more with the new content, so... Jeez. I know originally there was like seven palaces, but I think now there's an eighth. Maybe, I'm not sure. Question mark. I, I think, like, you have, like... I didn't spoil myself, but I did look into it. I think you have to, like, max out one of the new relationships to get a new palace okay. thing. I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked either, and I even picked up... You inspired me to pick the Persona 5 back up again. <laughs> I was still playing it. I just put it down because other Pokemon yeah. haven't. <laughs> but w- were you able to just kind of like start again? Like you haven't oh, put yeah, it down Oh yeah, I had started when long. it had come out on mm-hmm. Game Pass and then just laid it down for Pokemon and then mm. picked it back up again, and Potion Craft and then I was just like, you know what? I want to jump back into this again. And you know, I was early enough. Like I was in the middle of the second palace. So oh, I yeah, just finished yeah. that. I finished Matarame and now I'm on to the next bit. Yeah, yeah, the one with the the bank with the mafia boss. That song is so good. Like, oh you... no, I just finished the painting one. Yeah, yeah, I know the that next... one though. Yeah, the next one I did play that last time I played. Yeah, I had forgotten how catchy that song is. Like, oh, I, yeah. I was like running around through that palace, just like grooving, just like oh yeah, that music's so good. Like, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah, I started a playlist of like my twenty twenty three music, like things that catch my ear, new, old, whatever. And mm-hmm. immediately I added that onto it. One of the songs from Persona, because it's just oh, they're just so good. I what? did find um, this YouTube video of a guy who mixed up Maroon Five with Persona Five music, and it's like what? borderline. Oh That's yeah, I did not. I did not share that with you guys. No, I bet no. that amazing. Okay, hold on. I'm sending it to you. You can put it. We can put it in the chat. <coughs> Sorry for my coughing, and we can put it on. Uh, we can put it in the in the show notes. Um, so it is his name is Mike the Snare, Mike the Snare. And actually, he does these phenomenal videos kind of like wrapping up like the decade that was 2010s, the music, but not mm-hmm. in the sense of why you would. He picks like the music that's like pivotal during certain times. And then he also does like these deep discog dives. And he did one on Maroon 5. And then he was just like, for shits and giggles. I'm going to mash up Maroon 5 and uh, and and uh, Persona. And I was like, what? Genius. The heck? So, yeah, let me get into his channel. I'll share you guys the link. It was a bit of a joke um, when he did it. What, my favorite, though, I think it was the days. What he did is he took, like, the word, the names of both songs and mashed them together. Mm. And my favorite one is uh, the days when my mother was cold. So it's like a matchup of the two different songs. So okay, hold on. Let me get this into this score so that you guys can hear it. And yeah, listen to that later. He did like it's like 45 Persona minutes long. Five. Oh my god. God, that's so bad. <laughs> it's I can't get over how well it works. Mm. Yeah, I it blows my mind. But yeah, okay. Enjoy that. I hope you all enjoy that. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this when I get into the tub. Oh, yeah. I'm Relax sure with it. I'm sure it's great. Yeah, tub, tub relaxing. Cool. Cool. Joelle, what were you playing? I am moving forward uh, with bouncing between uh, Witcher 3 and uh, Mass Effect 3. So uh, still kind of going strong with that. 
Uh, it was interesting. Uh, my boyfriend actually downloaded the. He accidentally purchased, say, the Mass Effect Three trilogy. Um, he <laughs> just wanted to like look at it, but he accidentally purchased it. So he started the first one, and he was he was so confused about the menu. He was like, he was like, how does this work? He's like, do you remember from when you played? He's like, can you show me? So we had a little tutorial around. Mass Effect ones, uh, menuing and <laughs> gameplay mechanics because he was a little lot. Uh, so that's cute know. though. It, it is a bit of an old one, so sometimes uh, you look at it and you're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's definitely like into into shooters and stuff, but he was like, "Where are my guns? Where? I don't <laughs> understand. Are they equipped? I don't like. I don't know what's happening." So, but <laughs> yeah, so I felt pretty good. I was like, "Yeah, you have to ask me." Oh, haha. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Nice. Simon, what were you playing? <sighs> Say it. Yeah. I'm playing WoW. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're back playing World of Warcraft? Yeah. Why? It's the holidays, man. It's like they it gets me back in and it's like, oh well, you know, it's kinda of a little bit boring. Why don't you download WoW and see it? Like, uh, expansion <laughs> but yeah i mean uh, everyone like literally everyone i know and youtubers and everyone's saying it's worth playing the new expansion like they they they've they've made a lot of changes they uh they listen to the community for a lot of things and apparently it's really fun so uh i'm yet to get to the new expansion because of course whenever i start playing again i play new characters so uh I, i'm yet to get to it but it's such the perfect game to just like play turn my brain off and watch other videos and stuff like a lot of people play games like minecraft or whatever from for me as well so wait you start over yeah, every time. A new that's character. the fun. That that's it, what I like about WoW. Like that's you, what I like about from, it. Wow. You don't grind from z zero. You use the yeah. level skips, though. No. Oh, that's okay. where I'm just like, what? Like, because I no, but a part of I mean, why I didn't that has going. changed a lot, though. That's changed, like right now. The way that it works right now is that the new content starts at level fifty. So of course, there's always level crunch and stuff. And yeah. the way that they made it work is that there's a time travel mechanic. So basically, um, from level one to I think it's ten, um, you get to the new player island or whatever, where it's kind of a little tutorial and they, they teach you stuff. Um, and then you go talk to an NPC. And then you get to experience any of the six or seven expansions that they made. So you choose where you want to level, and it adjusts oh. level to everything around you. So you can level in any of the expansions that oh, you want to. Oh, that is nice because it's when very I, cool. When I was doing it, I had to just rough it and just go with wherever I was. Yeah, and no, like, no one else was there, and I was by myself <laughs> with my. With it's that full sugar of people. daddy that I had, and we were oh, just like no, flying man. It's, around. It's, it's like full of people playing because because okay. that's it, you know. You you get to choose whatever expansion you want to level with. So some people will be okay. Well, I love playing Burning Crusades. So I'm going to level Burning Crusades. So you level from um, ten to fifty, and then once you hit fifty, um, then you're kind of like there's a whole thing that says you can come back now to the present, blah blah blah, and then you can start actually doing the new quests oh, and everything. That so what an it's interesting I mean, it's way to super do it. Smart. It's like such yeah. a smart way to do it, as opposed to, for example, just Tonin to just like deleted the whole the old content that they had. Like with WoW, it's it's still there, and you can you get to experience it with every new characters that you make if you want to. So it's actually a really mm. cool system. That's um, neat. Still impressive though that you start from zero. 
there. I just I'm still like that. Well, honestly, like shocked. to me, it's I like leveling and um you know doing dungeons and the 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 gearing part more than raiding or or anything like that you know because you know i'm an adult with adult things to do so being there three nights a week from 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 eight to eleven to do raid progression i'm 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 done with that and 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 wow now has so much content that you can do that you don't need to do that uh but you can still feel like you're progressing through the game um and it's not only it's not only based on the gear that you have you know there's a lot of stuff to do um and there's a lot of of, of things to explore and apparently the new expansion like they took a lot of good things about storytelling in other mmos like ff to not name it and mm-hmm. they kind of put a wow flavor to it and the way that they brought it into into the new expansion and like i'm a couple of youtubers i follow are, are all saying it's really really fun and it's just like it values your time which is something that wow hasn't done in a long time that often you know you need to be there every single day to grind those dailies and those levels and that shit whereas now there's many 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 ways to get what you want to get to which is really fun so yeah i don't know i'm, I'm looking forward to uh to uh to playing the game and uh you know i'm i i don't have a sh- i don't have a sugar daddy like you put in the document i don't need to have a sugar I was daddy say, like you're I've... much more competent than i was well I i've been playing wow well. for the last like since it came out pretty much so yeah, like so. i i know the ins and outs it's it's my comfort game pretty much so i know the the ins and out of it so i don't really need to uh like i have all my characters but all my money and all my stuff and, and everything you're your own and daddy. bank we and know. stuff i am my own wow shit put, slap that on the podcast <laughs> I am my own. I am my own daddy. (laughs) When did Wow come out? Uh, fifteen years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. When I was in grad, I remember my grad school roommate playing it. Two thousand and four. Yeah, I was in CJP. I want to say something like that. I I was in undergrad. I was in university doing my yeah. In grad school, I remember some of my roommates playing all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and that's the thing. If you want to play classic, you can totally play classic. If you want to play Wrath of the Lich King, you can play Wrath of the Lich King. So that it's really cool now that they have those um, old school servers. You can a bit like old school RuneScape, like you can play mm. the games like they were during that time. So it's actually pretty cool if that's what you want to do. Like I remember <laughs> Wrath of the Lich King and, and Burning Crusade being my some of my favorite expansions, and uh, you can actually play those games. I think Burning Crusade, I think they removed it, but I think you can do classic which is really vanilla wow which why the fuck would you want to do that like honestly it's the worst MMO experience ever like going back to it as opposed to what it is now mm. holy smokes like it is horrible so many anti-player decisions just to keep you playing and, and to keep you like in the, the loop of the game it's just insane that people are enjoying this but whatever you know that fucking quest what that you do in the starting area of night elves where you just got like accompany uh, a, a druid that keeps falling asleep yes. at random times. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Fuck that quest. Yes, yes. Oh, fuck that quest. And Vanilla WoW is the epithome of ki- <laughs> like kill 10 boars. Like all, all, yeah. all the quests were that. Yeah, so. and there's oh, like yeah. only five of them in one area and you're <laughs> yeah. just waiting for them to respawn. Respawn. <laughs> there yeah. was an, 10 a, a, other idiots. There was a, a, an infamous quest in, um, 
I forget which zone exactly it is, but you had to kill raptors and get like raptor eyes, and the mm-hmm. drop rate was like five percent. Oh. <laughs> so it was always this meme of do these raptors not have eyes? Like they just keep killing them and nothing drops. So yeah, I don't know why you would want to play vanilla. Like power to you if that's what you enjoy. Cool, you know. Um, who hurt you in life? But cool, you know. <laughs> Good for you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of people like to go back and play those comfort games though like yeah, my like, brother-in-law play runescape all the time i i understand getting to it playing a bit haha it's fun but like actually mm-hmm. like raiding and, and and doing that kind of stuff and wow mm-hmm. is just completely crazy to me like just the like the the, the attunement for the raids and you had to farm up fire resistance to get into molten core and then blah, blah, jesus i just i no the, no no no, no more no fun disagree no, no way is better disagree to, to my opinion <laughs> to my okay. humble gamer opinion which is okay. who gives a poop but you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like i mentioned playing persona 5 royal and continuing on with becoming a master alchemist in potion craft did anybody end up play- trying it afterwards uh no but my girlfriend loves that game yeah She's i knew she would on it yeah yeah she uh, she wanted me to talk about a game what was it called Strange Articulture. She she played that game. She really Strange Articulture. Yeah, yes. I've heard about that one. I need to play that. She really loved it, and she recommends it. But she she wanted me to say that, okay. <laughs> that on the podcast. Okay, good. FYI, and now she's playing. Well, now actually she's playing Disney Dream Valley, but she was playing uh, Potion Craft, um, quite a lot over the last couple of days, and I think she's enjoying it. She's saying yes, so that's good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I need to get back to Disney Dream Valley eventually too. They made some, so up, some, some up, updates apparently there's for so many games, there's, and I know there's so many games. Will be oh I'm I'm like I don't know I'm stressed I'm stressed out on it. You're stressed. Well, I'm I stressed. already started a list with all the games, but what I'm finding difficult though is that there's a lot of games that don't have dates yet. That's true. So there's a true. whole like I probably have five like big ones that I'm like I want to play this. Yeah. And then there's a list of things with no dates on it. Yes, that's true. That's true. Because I t- sort of did the same thing. That's why I was like, oh no, I have so many things. I'm like, but actually, I don't know when like more than half of these are coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like we're gonna get a lot of news in the next little while mm-hmm. because everything's been kind of quiet. But then there's a lot still coming in the front half of the year. So uh, so yeah. But. Today, we're not here to talk about the future. We're here to talk about the past. Are you folks ready to review 2022 video games? Oh, yeah. Let's go. And it's that time for us to chat through what has been the year that was 2022. And as we do this every year, it's always fun to go back and reflect and remember that, yes, that did happen this year. Yes, you're not crazy. (laughs) that wasn't three years ago it actually happened in january or february or march and you're like oh my god for real um how we kind of roll through this obviously there's like a gazillion news stories that happened last year um we obviously can't cover everything so as we have other years we break this down into categories we've got the biggest news stories of 2022 that we'll all talk through um our opinions uh business dis- bi- sorry i can't even talk now we just started this podcast uh biggest disappointments of the year we're gonna talk biggest surprises and then if we've seen any overarching trends in the year that was 2022 so let's kick it off with the biggest news stories of 2022 Catherine, what was your or what you feel was the biggest bit of news that came in the video game world in 2022 i mean we're still talking about it and it's activision blizzard 
Microsoft yeah. acquisition. Um, I mean, Activision Blizzard is still getting dealing with lawsuit because of the toxic workplace. They're still mm-hmm. in the news for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we kicked off the year with Microsoft announcing it would acquire the studio. However, the buyout the buyout is still reviewed by government body. Um, I think the FTC is not. Um, too happy about it <laughs> yeah they have a lawsuit with they have an yep, actual like the ftc has an actual lawsuit against the activision blizzard buyout yeah. um yep. because they fear it's going to be bad for competition uh which is like it's getting there like microsoft needs to stop buying all the things yeah um but you know activision got sued by the state of california now activision is suing the state of california uh, because saying that it uh, unleashed a hurricane of hostile media coverage, I'm like, no, your hostile media coverage was because you were a shitty employer. And <laughs> again, let's remind Activision Blizzard yeah. that yeah. an employee committed suicide because of the sexual harassment yeah. she had day in, day out working there. So I think the uh, media coverage was uh, your problem. It was a you problem. It still got to sue, though. Like, got to. Yeah, sue, sue, the lawsuit was just you, America. They're yeah. gonna sue and counter sue La- and sue the, again. The lawsuit was your finding out for fucking around. Yep, yep. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, but amidst all that, studios managed to unionize. So we all yeah. heard the story of Raven uh, Software, the latest yep. one sneaking in just before the end of the year. It was uh, the Game Workers uh, Workers Alliance Albany in New York, which is, again, like Raven Software, QA testers, uh, Q quality assurance assurance workers, which are, again, getting the raw deal in the industry more Mm. than any other industry. Yeah. Um, So kudos to them. So it's like there's a lot to unpack in this, but I feel like this is like, it started with Microsoft being like, wow, what a dumpster fire. We're going to yeah. buy it. And <laughs> it's 100%. And that dumpster is still like rolling down the street. And nobody stopped it yet. Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> Microsoft's like, still running after it, just waiting for people to say, can we catch it and put out the fire? Meanwhile, Activision's still like, wee, on fire. Yay. Yeah. It's s- such a weird not move but like it's such a strange year for 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 five years for acquisitions i want to feel like Mm -hmm. tencent going on a buying spree um and like so many other companies just being bought or buying other companies and bungie being bought by sony that was a big one too yeah like a a company that was acquired before left and then got a Microsoft, again. Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft the studio that became independent other... that then yeah. was part of Activision Blizzard that became independent again that then got purchased yeah. by Sony. They <laughs> call themselves Boomerang instead of Bungie. What a tangled oh, web we weave of wow. stories. Boomerang. Oh, Boomerang instead of Well, it is Bungie. Well, for that, it would have to go back to That's Microsoft. True. Well, they do. Well, if you bungee jump, you go bounce and then you do, but you just didn't go true. all the way back up to the yeah. top. <laughs> Kismet. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I agree with you that and that story's not gonna finish no. anytime no. soon. No. We're still in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think some decision needs to come by mid partway through the year or something like that, maybe March, mm-hmm. but like 
we're we're all just waiting and seeing at this point because it's big government bodies involved in this oh, yeah. not yeah. just like like country government bodies not just mm-hmm. like you know across the world it's, it's yeah. a hot it's, it is a hot mess like they're they got their waiters on they're like in the bog they're all in the foggy bog and they're all like waiting <laughs> through and, and trying to, to sort it all out and yeah, it's mm. gonna they're gonna take a I'm sure this will continue all it's very very interesting too because we there a lot of blizzard activision games don't have release dates yet that we're waiting for though did we end up getting a diablo one diablo 4 did it get a uh, release yes, date or was there yes. a rumored release date no no they they announced it at the game awards mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it might have been one of the things that leaked too right maybe that's why uh, i'm thinking June it was a rumor. 6, 2023 okay so we know we've got that that's a that's um, a date date that's, that's a, a date, date. date. That's, that's a commitment i'm still mm-hmm. not convinced about uh diablo just the way that they've been handling him more immortal uh so we'll have to see exactly when it comes out i mean i had a lot of fun with three once they fixed it once they removed mm-hmm. the auction house um so we'll have to see what happens with four but yeah i mean definitely i think it's d news of the year like i don't think any yeah. other news item will really top uh, that yeah, buyout if- if 2021 was the year of like Epic Games just like trying to sue Apple and Google mm. and them suing back and things like that, 2022 was the year of Activision Blizzard just like juggling like lawsuits and anti-union propaganda while studios still managed to unionize and somehow Microsoft being there. I'm into you. I, I want, want some that. of that. Mm. I, I want, want that. that. Red flags. Mm. We love that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, I think so far, Microsoft has a pretty clean record in terms of the way that they've been handling game, you know, companies and 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 who they've bought, and it's not like Google that buys company just to shut them down, um, and or EA, which is this this does exactly the same thing. They get some of the talent on there and then they just shut it down. Um, Microsoft, they probably have you know definitely some some companies that they've shut down as well, but I feel like they're still in the gamers' good graces. <laughs> So I think everyone kind of saw that as a good move that they were buying Activision Blizzard because Activision was such a in a horrible position that it kind of it kind of made everyone say, "Huh, strange, but okay, makes sense." You know, let, let's see this happen. Uh, but I know that they've also been some anti-union stuff over at Microsoft, mm-hmm. um, which I think that they don't necessarily enjoy as well. So we'll have to see how how things uh, go moving that, forward. But, yeah, but yeah. that's very corporate America, right? Yeah, because... just in general. Yeah, they did a bunch yeah. of layoffs too. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. like all this uptick in jobs the tech industry over the course of the pandemic and near the end of the year, then all of a sudden it was like the, the rug was swept out from under. Well, it's during the pandemic, like gaming was so humongous that like, okay, we get some money and let's hire, start projects. And then pandemic kind of died down and they're like, okay, well back to reality. Now everyone's not everyone's gaming again. So we got to cut people. We left 2021 with everybody being like, NFTs and now we exited yes. 2022 with everybody giving NFTs the finger, Fuck companies NFTs. included. So I mean, like, fi- yeah. it took two years, three years, but finally it's it's on its way out. I'm glad it is, honestly. Yeah, well, and I hope that that time span, at least, there was a lot of like less. You know, at least it wasn't uh-huh. like probably a, not. 
I think I think <laughs> there was. It's though. gonna be back to the next thing but to the next Simon. way to quickly <laughs> make money and stuff. We're stuck with the AI art and AI writing. Yeah, right but I'm just saying though that like I mean this type of economy is coming. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And, oh, and, crypto right? definitely. So I guess I just crypto feel is like there least, to stay. At least it was like concentrated in like an NFT bucket, and yeah. like this happened, and so hopefully that when it morphs into the next thing, there's. You know, it's probably going to be a mixed bag of. Like, Hopefully, it's regulated. I think that's what's. Yeah. That was the main problem. I think for me with NFTs and even crypto mm. in general, that it's not pretty. <laughs> it's not regulated at all. Right. So yeah. Right. It's kind of crazy. You know, TSX filing for bankruptcy and just like going. Uh, there's a wonderful. I, it's actually going to be my shout out at the end of the podcast, but I'll do it now. Coffeezilla did a really good three um uh three part. Uh, series talking about um, Logan Paul's crypto zoo, which is like one of the oh, NFT yeah. shit that kind of blew up, and it's super interesting because he really goes into detail as to exactly what happened mm, and yeah. why so many NFT projects are exactly that. They get you to buy in, then they rug pull you. Basically, means that they take the money and run. Mm. So, and uh, so it's it's super interesting, and also talking about the uh, the FTX thing. Same thing. He got a chance to interview. Not really interview because um, they never wanted to get Coffeezilla like to interview. Actually, I forget what the name of the uh, the the owner is. The guy is well, like the guy that you see on TV all the time. Yeah, <laughs> he looks a bit weird. Anyway, so him, uh, he got to talk to him by like I think he was the 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 the, the owner was doing a Q and A on YouTube or something like that. So he like snaked his way up the line and actually got to talk to him. And wow. Um, wow. again, same thing, you know, basically explaining, a- admitting like that he was you know they were selling safe money safe accounts that you know you, you can't you we're not touching this this is really just for if you want to put it there and you want to leave it there and then it fluctuates with the market uh, but that's not at all what they did so they actually took that money invested in other things and when everything crashed everyone crashed so yeah. like some people lost millions and millions oh, of yeah. dollars with this which is just kind of completely insane so hopefully people would have learned but I feel like they're just gonna jump right back into the next trend or the next whatever the the head the heck is gonna happen. So, oh no, I, hopefully yeah, not. But no, people like this. This is. I feel like this is kind of how these new things emerge, and it, it kind of comes with a lot of tragedy. Like in the beginning, people are able to be like, "Oh, we need rules around this. We need regulations around this." It comes with like people losing a lot of it, which I, which I don't know, which yeah. is why I'm just not a big adopter. No, being early adopters and things is almost always a losing, yeah. especially anything in to, finance. <laughs> yeah, you need to be comfortable with gambling with your money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sam Bankman-Fried is. is his name, SBF, Sam, Sam Bankman-Fried. Bankman mm. Yeah, that's okay. a very interesting tale if you follow that, that yeah. thread, so mm-hmm. thanks for posting that. I know I'll, I'll look at that. Oh, I'll, I'll watch, watch that, that too, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, go check Coffeezilla's yep. three-part video, it's really interesting. Cool. Uh, Simon, what else outside of Activision Blizzard, Microsoft acquisition and <laughs> peripheral stories uh, well, did you find as some of the biggest news of 2022? Well, I kind of wanted to, t- well, definitely again, you know, Activision Blizzard is definitely the biggest news, but I kind of wanted to talk about Elden Ring a little bit. Mm. Um, of course, you know, Game of the Year, one of my favorite games. It's just it was kind of crazy. Um, but I feel like Elden Ring was like, no other from software games like to me it really exploded in a way that i hadn't i haven't seen any other from software game explode and it really opened the way to so many other 
people playing from soft games and like i've had a lot of people saying all right i really love the end of the ring like what other games can i play well news for you you got dark souls you got bloodborne you got Sekiro. even though they're all different games um Mm -hmm. and i think that it kind of also reignited the debate of should games have a difficulty setting uh which i think is also a debate that's really important to have and i really i it 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 made me change my mind um, talking about Elden Ring because I really went from no, you know, it, the game is, is meant to be hard and that's how it's built and that's the challenge of playing the game is is getting better at it, playing over and over again until you can actually beat it. And playing Elden Ring, realizing like, holy shit, like I, I want so many people to play that game and experience that game because it's so much it's so much fun. Like the 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 world design is amazing the story well story quote-unquote you have to invent environmental storytelling like i want more people to experience that and i feel that not having a lot of the not necessarily difficulty options but like accessibility options there's probably a ton of like a big percentage of gamers that are never going to play that game just because of the way that it's built which is a real shame because it's such a great game so it, it it's to me the release of Elden Ring kind of made me change sides in and I'm a big FromSoft and I love that they're difficult games but I think that definitely having the option to to, to change the difficulty settings would make a lot of sense for a lot of these games because I think that it would just make them accessible to more people and grow your market so why would you not want to do that you know mm-hmm. no I'm with so you there that coming from me is strange but <laughs> yeah is- I- I think <laughs> maybe I'm old it, now and I'm like, not, yeah, fuck off. No, <laughs> fuck it and good. You want no, you want to share your pa- passion with others. Yeah, and not all, not everybody else is at the level you're at, and the only way to do that yeah. is to make it easier or yeah. give and them I, some sort of way to get there. And I then feel hopefully like they'll grow that passion and get good. Yeah, exactly, and then they can like go into different from software games i feel like Elden ring is definitely the most accessible game um mm-hmm. but like you, you still need help from someone else like if, if it's your first from soft game and you're going in there alone not talking to anyone not getting tips you're gonna you're gonna hate it so it's it's again it's part of the fun i guess to be like okay well then i'm gonna ask my friend who i know plays a lot of Elden ring or plays a lot of from soft game like what should i do like what are the what 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 can I do to make it easier? Because there's definitely a, a lot of options to make things easier in Elden Ring. Um, and it kind of brings a sense of community, I feel, in a single-player game. Well, there, there, there is multiplayer, but it's kind of iffy. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I, I want that game to be played by everyone that can be, <laughs> pretty much. And then if it can op- open a world of you know from soft games then why not? You know, Sekiro won game of the year as well. Uh, mm-hmm. The year that it came out, so you know, why not? Why not, indeed. Yeah. So that's my other story. Nice. Joelle, biggest news story 2022 for you. Yeah, it was definitely, as we've already talked about, the Activision Blizzard um, drama factory. Um, but I think for me, the other one that I I was really watching and uh, really kind of dug into in the beginning was the Steam Deck release. I think mm. the release of the Steam Deck, I think, had quite a bit of a bit of an impact uh for gaming and i think we're gonna feel it uh in the continuing a couple years coming around so i i was intrigued around the fact that like i could have you know a portable handheld pc 
And I, because that was, for me, when I'm like, okay, I'm going to get, uh, you know, my gamer stamp. Uh, you know, I'm going to be a real gamer. Was to build a PC mm-hmm. and to build a gaming PC. And I thought that's kind of, in, in my mind, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm a gamer now because I have this <laughs> rig and like I'm going to use a mouse and keyboard and that's how I'm going to game. Yeah. Um, because I think that, you know, there's that console versus PC. But with the Steam Deck release, it kind of, you know, muddied that waters a little bit, made it a little mm-hmm. more gray area For sure. where it's like you can have portable Steam Deck games and play them just like, you know, you would with the Switch and you don't necessarily even need to have a PC, you can dock that thing to a monitor yeah. and you can still use mouse and keyboard. But I, I think it really blew open a new uh, niche and, and world of gaming. And I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about the the trend of uh, where where gaming is going. But um, yeah, I thought it was um, it was really interesting. I really wanted to see how it played out through mm-hmm. uh, the year. And mm-hmm. for sure, at the end of the year, I was like, I definitely... I definitely am gonna get one of these. At first, I wasn't sure, but now I'm even sold that I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> buy it for my birthday in March. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. With the way that prices in PC hardware is going, oh yeah, the Steam Deck is kind of the perfect world and, and like mm-hmm. the perfect of both worlds because you get portability and you get an affordable price, so you can actually play those games that are you know coming out or out. Like it, right now, it's impossible to get a video card, even though. 2023 at uh, 2022 was one of the worst year for video card sales the prices have still skyrocketed to ridiculous levels so it makes a lot of sense that things an all-in-one package like the steam deck it, like, it makes a lot of sense and the fact that like mm-hmm. you said you can dock it you put it on tv yep. dock that thing play the game like to me that's uh, and that's one of the first things that I said when I saw the Steam Deck. I'm like, they need to have a dock. If they yep. have a dock, it's genius. And yep. then Valve's like, guess what? We have a dock. I'm like, of, <laughs> yeah, course, the, of course, Valve, you do. The so dock it's... really did sell it for me, too, because yeah, yeah there, there's definitely times where I'm like, I don't mind sitting at my desk and then, you know, all day at work, taking a quick break, then coming back to play. But a part of me was like, man, if I could zip over to the couch and like boot up Mass Effect, like, that'd be great. You know, I wouldn't have to yeah. be at the desk mm-hmm. all day. Or if I could put it on yeah. the TV, like, that would be that would be so great and big so, difference yeah and yeah. and the one I'm looking at I'm looking at the 64 gig you know thrown in an SSD that might be 500 bucks maybe US like altogether and I'm looking at updating my video card um and yeah, compared to the price of an actual it, it's PC it's gonna be a thousand dollar upgrade for <laughs> exactly that PC upgrade. Yeah. so like for half the cost yeah. I'm gonna be able to play a, a lot yeah. of games not all of them but a lot of them so yeah I think the Steam Deck was a big so really a really big yep the fact that people still want a handheld too right we Mm -hmm. knew with the switch but you know like it flirted that line then we made the light and all of that but like even with the fact that we have a phone and we can put on dongles and streaming exists and all this people still want a dedicated handheld that's designed to play games on the go it's not going anywhere well, everybody said that the game, like that, that whole sect of gaming was going to die off, and it hasn't yet. Well, I, I mean, mean, mobile gamers are like gaming on your phone is like one of the most 
of the biggest like gaming market in in the world of I course mean, it's not like but I actual, mean, like dedicated unquote, console actual, handheld console yeah no not, for sure for sure not another device that was designed for, for a different else. feature that just conveniently can also it. play games because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little computer in your bucket all right let's talk sad things sad things Aww. biggest disappointments of the year Catherine. Oh, mine is 100% self-serving and biased. Uh, the fact That's that okay. le- the new Legend of Zelda <laughs> game was uh, <clears throat> pushed back to next year. Well, this year now. Till 2023. <laughs> yeah. Kat, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I have a feeling that's not even going to come out when they think when they've announced oh, and they no, put a date I, on it. I, why are, they put uh, a date on it. It's in May. Why are you <laughs> manifesting this, Leah? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just want I, my I, dreams. I Leave my dreams of 2023 intact, please. I, I say <laughs> it's probably realistically coming out like Christmas season 2023, oh, like around like the October, November. I think they're just going to be like, yeah, we need a bit more time. Let's push it back to like this, like when all the good releases come out and then everybody else is going to push their game out of the way because they're like, fuck you. <laughs> and if there is truly an OLED model, which I I don't have faith in that, but if there is, that would make sense if it came out later. Hmm. So there's back and forth on that again, too. We talked about that last week and people showed us some news stories afterwards that came out after we spoke. and. Oh my god. Nintendo needs to figure something out there for sure. Because uh, we need more power! Mm. <laughs> we need more power to play these games. Because yeah, I would say one of my biggest disappointments was also one of my favorite games of last year is Pokemon. Yeah. And Pokemon Violet Scarlet did not run well, but if it had, man, that would have been like gangbusters. Like yeah. lots of, it would have been God of War, Elden Ring, and Pokemon up for top of the year and unfortunately not not simon how about you biggest disappointment uh so i wrote down uh rainbow six extraction um and let me explain so that game was delayed so much and changed it was quarantine right it was quarantine Mm. and and then then it got delayed and then pandemic and then moved around and um like, I was already an avid player of Rainbow Six Siege, and I really enjoyed, like, the Rainbow Six universe, and I thought it was actually interesting, and I'm like, it could be cool to, you know, actually have a story in there, and, like, you know, bring some, uh, you know, bring some new voice actors, and actually do some interesting things, um, uh, but then they just, I, I could not, I could not get into it. Not at all. And I played a little bit with um with Alba and with some friends and we all downloaded it and, and, and we got to play it and none of us are still playing it. There was just nothing to keep us hooked to it. And again, mm. I feel like it's a it's a um a uh, a pandemic of things happening, I guess, in twenty twenty two for games in general for the gaming industry in general is releasing a game with little to no content and then eventually doing updates and patches and stuff games as a service of course and i think that extraction i was i was pretty excited to play the game because i thought that it was a real interesting concept um and i and i really liked the universe and i was really happy to play with some friends um and then just it ended up 
flopping completely. And I, I don't even know if there's still servers, probably, but like, there's probably almost no people playing that game now, which is really a shame because I think that it has a lot of potential, but I haven't heard about it at all. So did yeah. did, did you be just just forget about it or like are they are they just know. is it gone? So I don't know. It's a bit weird, but. I haven't yeah. heard anything either. And I was really excited for that game, too, because I enjoyed what I played of Rainbow Six Siege. Now, obviously, yeah. I'm not a first person shooter player. And, you know, it took me a while to, like, yeah. get my get my sea legs with that game. <laughs> I extraction. I was just freaking terrible all the time to the point where I, I couldn't do I couldn't even like I felt like I couldn't even practice. And I was just yeah. like, you know what? It's not for me. And put it away. <laughs> Which I, is I, I, I feel like yeah. a lot of people were like that. Yeah. I have a hard time figuring out who this game was for. Yeah, that's another thing. To be mm. honest. Yeah, I think it was one it, it it probably felt the burn of all the situations left, right, and center. And it just yeah. it had it had to happen and just didn't the stars did not align for that one. <laughs> yeah, it was not the Animal Crossing of twenty twenty, let's yeah. just say that. Yeah, Joelle, how about you? Biggest disappointment of the year? Man, it came at the tail end. I was uh, you know, I had a big year personally, uh, and I was not gaming quite as much, but still really looking forward to Bayonetta three. Um, mm-hmm. the teaser had you know been about two years ago, and then it came out, and man, I just I cried big salty tears <laughs> over the, over that one of just how I guess just like the lack of like storytelling and it, I thought there just would be some updates besides the I don't want to downplay the fighting mechanic um, update that they did which are really fun but I I just I guess it had higher expectations I guess and mm. I um just didn't work for you I was just like we're so that was um that that was too bad and and I guess overall for me I know like a lot of games were delayed for obvious reasons, but I'm still, it's still like a little sad that the a lack of game releases, like a lot of the you know, games were, were set to roll out and they've been pushed. And, um, you know, I get it. There was a pandemic. I'm, I'm not saying like it's anyone's fault, but I'm just saying like personally, I just, I want to play my little tiny violin for a minute and be like, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Like, <laughs> um, but Joel, you're not crazy though. Like I wrote down a list of the games as I was doing my research for all uh-huh. of this, the games that did got delayed that were supposed to release last 2022 which is weird to say last year now last year and now either is supposed to come this year and we have a date or we don't have a date at all starfield skull and bones hogwarts legacy lords of the ring gullum game whatever that was gulam what the fuck is gulam don't ask what i wrote i probably was just (laughs) typing it with my thumbs um the day before suicide squad kill the justice league stalker 2 Good reason why Stalker 2 isn't. Yeah. Considering what's yeah, going on in Ukraine. A, yeah. um, Atomic Heart for Spoken. Like, these are games that, like, big ones, you know? Yeah. Like, look at Suicide Squad. Like, that. Probably best, though, for the Batman game that it didn't come out at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Like, it's hard. It's hard to plan your year around what you're going to play when things just keep getting pushed. And we're so look, we're used to certain things getting pushed, at least having a few. But like, that seems like a lot. And then we also didn't like we didn't have word from a lot of companies of what was happening. And I feel like Nintendo didn't have a lot out the end of the year Mm -hmm. and things Uh like that. Like there was just 
it was we really felt the burn of 2020 and 2021 in 2022 yeah. when it came to game releases. Yeah. yeah. And again, like, I, I understand. I don't want to be like, you're my game. Mirror. But like, I, you know, I definitely, like, yeah, I definitely bummed. Yeah. I, I think that's why also, like, you know, like next episodes, we're going to look into like our games of the year and the games we've played. And I'm just like, I've done a lot of backlog gaming. Mm. Which is cool. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, why not, right? And because like, the, I started the digging new releases. Into indies. Yeah, yeah, because the new releases that were coming out were either I'm not interested in them, like, mm -hmm. or I'm interested in them, but I don't have a PS5. Yeah, or it, you know, or it's like the games I was going to play got delayed. So I'm just like, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It is, I guess. Like it's. <laughs> You know, it's nothing wrong happen. with that. No. It's still yeah. good content that, like, it's not like it's gone bad. You know what I mean? No. Like, it's 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 but, uh, still yeah. really good content that you want to consume and experience. And when there's a lull, might as well go back to the stuff mm. that's in your catalog. Yeah, uh, like I'm, we cry our little salty tears, but at the same time, I'm like, when you look at Game Pass and the backward compatibility and a lot of the like the content on Switch, um, a lot of the indie games that came out, I'm like, er. You know, so many things, yeah. so mm -hmm. many things to, to play, but oh, I, yeah. I get it. Like how it seems like it was slim pickings this year. Mm. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, fine. It can be slim pickings well, so that you feel more abundant. I'm sure it'll like euphoria will happen this year. And for other people who felt like there was lots of games, it's just there weren't games that spoke to you and what to you us, like yeah. to play. Right. right? Yeah. So that gonna happen right and, it's gonna and, happen yeah and like and, and that's one of the things also that i was uh that, that that i put in my over overarching trends of 2022 is that games being released when they were not finished or whatever and i feel like it's okay if you delay your game like now we're yes it's disappointing but i really feel like we're at a point delay your game so that when it's out it's out and it's good and it, it has everything it needs to have immediately and it's not yeah. bugged to infinity oh yeah so i'm i'm I, i'm i'm rather right now there's so many games out there at the moment there's so many releases so many studios are making new video games it's totally fine for them to be more spread out over the next months or years or whatever. And I feel mm -hmm. that gamers, I hope, are in a situation where they'd rather have a complete full product than a, a, a games as a service that just barely has any content and then, oh, we'll add more content in the future. Yeah, but I want to play now. I don't want to play in six months. Mm -hmm. I want to play the game now. Yeah. I want my yeah. $60 worth now. So, mm. anyways. Let's turn the tables. Let's talk happy or happy. at least surprised. Ah. Uh, Catherine, biggest surprise of 2022, news wise, video games. For, for me, it was like Bungie being acquired by Sony. Ooh. Just like from a that Microsoft studio to, and like I said, to indie to third party with Activision, back to indie, back to first party with Sony. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Good on them. Apparently, Destiny is on a fucking roll. Um, I know there's a lot of also like changes that they've done, like studio wise, they opened a lot of like remote work positions. Mm -hmm. And as time went throughout the year, they were like, if you leave, if you live in these states, you can work remote. And then they kind of like went internationally. I think it's as a, they were like working with like local governments for, I guess, like HR and taxes and 
yeah. for 1K purposes and things like that. But like they scooped up a lot of good talent in the past year because of these remote positions. Um, just saying that for other studios to think about that shit. Mm -hmm. um, and now Sony is throwing money at them, probably because Sony was with the uh, acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. Sony was possibly looking at losing Call of Duty in the future and not getting a lot of like the new Bethesda releases because they bought Bethesda last year yeah, mm -hmm. uh, or the year before. Uh, but I think it got finalized in 2022, that deal. Um, so I think Sony's just like, listen, we're losing all of these like shootery games to Microsoft. Like we're not losing destiny. Um, fuck that. I still think so. it would be crazy for Microsoft to not put it on PlayStation. If they were to, if they were, if the Activision thing goes through, Call of Duty, it's one of the biggest mm -hmm. games in the world, them to not put it there makes no sense. It's like a license to print money. Honestly, it should be released on all platforms all at once and cross play. Yep. And then Agreed. you just print your money. Mm. Simon, your turn. Surprised. What yeah, made you surprised? Vampire Survivors. Uh, for a $5 game that came out of nowhere, uh, that game kicked my ass for, uh, for a while. I mean, I was expecting Elden Ring to be really good, um, but I was not expecting a $5 game called Vampire Survivors to be, be <laughs> as good as it was. And maybe because it's more recent in my mind, so that's, that's the first thing that came up and when talking about surprises. But I, I still can't believe how much how many hours and how cheap that game is and like how how crazy good it is for for and it it helped kind of remind me that even if like if the gameplay is good it doesn't really matter what the game looks like and i feel like that's an art that's being lost more and more i say it's gone in triple a studios they're so busy making it look really good which i guess is what like people are expecting in in in, in 20, 2023 like they want a game that has amazing gameplay and insane graphics and like i totally agree that a game should run smoothly which vampire survivor does but i feel like gameplay over graphics is something that i'm realizing i'm enjoying a lot more now um and i guess vampire survivors is really kind of the tipping point to me for that because it's it's a silly looking game it's super simple and but it runs super well and it's just it's such a great idea gameplay wise that it just it brought me in so and like even pokemon <laughs> like it's the best gameplay we've had in years but it's really horrible on 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 the switch which is a real shame but i've i'm still playing a ton of it and i've probably going to be playing a ton of it still for the next couple months until dlc or whatever so I don't know. It's it's it, it it it's really kind of bringing things as me as a uh, PC elitist or whatever the fuck you want to call it, like <laughs> sixty FPS or bust. Uh, again, I still feel that sixty FPS is something that should be achieved, but I feel like if you have a great gameplay over graphics, I think it makes a big difference, and it really it, that's what you really want from a game. So you don't need to have an, an insane AAA graphics to have a game be really really good and and really engaging. So. That was my surprise of the year. Nice. Me changing my mind because of uh, because of Vampire <laughs> Survivors. Yeah, yeah. He's growing. Yeah. Simon's yeah, he's growing. growing. <laughs> it's it's a human. Boy. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Joelle, how about you? Biggest surprise of 2022. Well, oh my gosh, I became a member of a gaming podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) That, like, wasn't on my radar. Like, honestly, when I started listening, um, it it was beat radar, right? Uh, In lockdown of 2020, because I'm like, well, I obviously I'm going to dive deep into my hobbies. And, like, gaming was one of them. And I, a, a lot of, like, close friends, like, don't be play. Uh, and I'm like, well, I just need to try to find a community that I can just talk about video games with and it's not going to bore them to death. Or, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be a community. And so I stumbled upon Girls on Games and uh, got on the Discord. And <laughs> just, like, at, out of a your chance uh got on the pod so i mean to me i'm like wow i never in a million years would have thought i'd be on a podcast <laughs> for video games and i'm like the coolest aunt my nephew now because i'm on a video game podcast so <laughs> love that yeah uh and then i <sighs> guess adorable. like video games wise i would say uh, i mean honestly i know it's not a new game but like mass effect trilogy man i think has really definitely uh left an impact on me even though i haven't finished it yet uh, I would say that, like, as, you know, getting in my feet wet in that uh, PC gaming, I'm really glad I started off with, like, a classic uh, staple uh, series. And so it is so good. Like, as even I went back to one watching my boyfriend play one, it's just so good. And when I got done with God of War and went through Bayonetta Woes and came back, like, it just took me right in. And it, it was amazing. So I, I feel like I am really glad that it was kind of my first taste uh was Mass Factory and drunk the Kool-Aid. I'm I'm, you know, Team Garrus all the way and <laughs> loving loving as Kat says, the Rudy Tooty shooty butt slapping alien fun. So I think I think we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to name our next cat Garrus because we have Talion Zora, so we're gonna have to yeah, be Garrus that, just yeah. <laughs> complete the <laughs> Trio. Yeah, there you go. Um, before we get into overarching trends of 2022, um, I would like to insert a instead of biggest surprises, biggest I told you so. Oh, <laughs> there you go, Leah. All right, Stadia's gone. No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all saw that coming. I know we kind of brought it up earlier. Um, yeah. Um, the other one that I think is kind of. Like, it's a little bit bittersweet, but I think it's just to show the evolving nature of media um, and things. G4 TV closing, which, yeah. I'm, which was expected. I'm sad about, but like kind of had a feeling that it wouldn't last even when they decided to start it. Because gamers yeah. don't watch TV. Why do you insist it, on putting will, shit on TV? And hence why I'm saying big companies not understanding yeah, what, what they which want. Which is like, I told you so, you know? Stadia coming out, offering the world, under-delivering, never getting there. I told you so? Like, yeah. uh, which, you know, seems... It's a sw- a hard pill to swallow for 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 companies that jump down that and try and you want to be gung ho. We want more competition out there. We want more opportunities. We want to see things move forward. Um, but unfortunately, those two things did not, and uh, it's kind of sad. Kind of sad. Shame. Yeah. All right. Overarching trends of 2022. Before we close out the podcast, Catherine, go for it. Well, Joel touched on it. For me, it was the return of 
mobile gaming, but like not exclusively on the phone, but really like the idea of picking off where you left off, but like on another device. Mm-hmm. So you have the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Um, you have xCloud. Uh, they've mm-hmm. been doing that a lot. Uh, but they also sent it like to TVs. Uh, Netflix gaming is a thing now on your phone or on your TV. They have little games. So <clears throat> I think it's like the we're seeing the next iteration of portable console gaming, which is not necessarily a Game Boy or a DS or even a Switch. It's just... An add-on you put, like, you know, I got the Razer Nishi or whatever it's called, the little yeah. thing that I put on my phone to play my xCloud games. Um, while I was at my mom's place and I had my my laptop uh, to show her boyfriend uh, Microsoft Simulator, I opened, That's like, him. Xbox Game Pass and it was like, would you like to pick up where you left off in either Dragon Age Origins or um, Persona 5 The Royal? And Persona 5 The Royal is not on PC. But it was available to stream on xCloud. Mm. Interesting. And, play, and it was like, not install it on your PC. It was just stream it on the cloud, either on your PC or on your phone. And I was That's like, cool. this, is, this is the new thing. Like, yeah. this is it. It's just like, you're not in front of your console. But you can still play your console game and continue your save. I love that feature. Being able yeah. to play where you want, when you want exactly where you left off it's and the steam deck if you have steam games that have like the the cloud save with steam Mm -hmm. you know like if you have two computers you can sync it and get like i used to sync between like you know my work computer and my home computer because sometimes Mm -hmm. i would play like you know i did it i played stray lunch a lunch hour one day um and i did it through that steam syncing now it works with the steam deck Mm-hmm. You have a portable console that you can take somewhere. So this idea of like, it's really like the same, like the wording that's in Xbox Game Pass is like perfect. It's like jump back in or pick off where you left off or things like that. I'm just like, this is the future mm-hmm. of mobile gaming. Yeah. I just wish that the internet was ready to support it and the Wi-Fi and everything. Because like I said yeah. last episode, yeah. like it. It just needs that polish. But I think Xbox's approach, Microsoft's approach, and how it's still technically beta and they're still testing and letting people learn and submit feedback and all that kind of stuff is way better than how Google tried to do it. With mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like to bring back where we were before. No, but it's the trend. Yeah. Never like, look at what Google does for But also like Stadia <laughs> was not as universal. Because, yeah. you know, if you wanted to play on your TV, you needed like the controller, you needed yeah. that specific controller and things like that. Yeah. I think what um, Microsoft is doing is a step above. It's a bit more universal because you can get any kind of like controller, like Bluetooth controller that works with your phone. It's fine. Um, You know, Xbox controllers are universal with any computer. Yep. Like whatever controller you have, whether it's Xbox or you got a third party like Mad Cats back in the day or whatever. Um, you just plug a, com- a controller in your computer and you go. Or, mm. you know, you plug whatever third-party controller you have for your phone and you go. Mm. For for Stadia, you need a, their controller, their propriety shit. Like, they were trying to sell you something well, and it's, extra. It's the, and that's it. It's the business model, yeah. right? Yeah. Is the business model of 
you guys are already doing this and playing games. Mm. Here's access for you to beta test something that we're working on that's going to make your lives better gaming. Without Here's a new thing, buy everything, and it's not going to totally work. Yeah, because for Stadia, you needed to subscribe and then purchase your game or purchase your like Ubisoft Plus subscription to have their catalog. Like, you know, it was like Crave. You know, we say you buy Crave and then you sub HBO Max. Stadia was like that xcloud is just like hey we have like part of our catalog is available through that service if you sub to game pass it works mm-hmm. and then it's just a matter of you having the hardware is yeah. that hardware a console is that hardware a pc is that hardware uh, a mobile phone with a controller and it can be any mobile phone because for netflix gaming there's i i tried a few and they're not compatible with my apple TV. i have to have like a Google or a Fire, like it, they're mm-hmm. not compatible with it. So I'm like, well, oh. now I'm not going to do it because I'm not getting rid of my app. Yeah, the catching people who are already doing it and using us as essentially guinea pigs to <laughs> test, to brute force test <laughs> really their scares. what they're working on. Yeah, but still, you know, and and dragging us along and getting us to do this with features that are actually added value, like jump in jump back in like it's Uh that it's such a good model to release new features for people who are willing to try but maybe not dive in full force and spend their own money on something that Mm. is not necessarily going to be here in a few years yeah (laughs) simon how about you uh to me it was i guess kind of a bummer too (laughs) but it's basically just uh developers slash uh publishers releasing unfinished buggy games uh, which i feel is something that i thought we were slowly moving away from but i i guess clearly not um and these are just what i wrote the top of my head and even look at it in the list witcher 3 remaster callisto protocol pokemon saints row halo avengers gotten knights i'm sure there's plenty plenty more that I'm, I'm i'm forgetting but it's all in the trend of let's hit that quarterly target mm-hmm. no matter what and mm-hmm. i feel that's really hurting it's like it's hurting developers more than anything else like i feel like so many people are working on these games that want them to succeed and and like they want it to be really good and and as good as they can but they're probably being rushed into releasing a game immediately because they really want to hit that um i don't know like q2 2023 uh 2022 or whatever Mm. whereas again they could benefit so much from just waiting even a year like give it an extra year of development in qa and just like polishing and I feel like it's only going to be better and it's only going to get more critically acclaimed. So it's like they want to meet their target sales with pre-order and hype. And then as soon as it's out, then whatever, we're not even going to talk about it anymore, which is a real shame because I'm sure tons of people have really worked hard on those games. So yeah, to me, that's, that's one of my uh, big overarching trends of 2022. And I'm hoping that it changed in 2023, but I have no fate. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, it's a balancing act of, the art and the monetary side of it all yeah right? yeah which exactly. is do they want to do it but like throwing tons of money off something that's a flash in the pan that doesn't work is not a great idea either and ends up hurting the bottom line like i i still as much as they announced all this new stuff come from cd project red i'm taking it all with a grain of salt right now yeah. mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how about you joelle 
overarching trend of 2022. I think that this is probably either is in the midst of changing. Um, not like right at the new year and we had holidays, but PS fives were still hard to get, and they mm. were expensive uh, if you uh, get one. So I think that that was um, also a result of um, the, chip shortage. Yeah, the chip shortage, supply chain issues. All of these things. I mean, we talked about in April about how they might uh, uh, restocking that they were coming, that it was happening, and it just was full. Like, it wasn't even a steady stream trickle upon mm-hmm. yet. You know, people are still having a hard time getting them. I know that some of it is going to start to shift as I was looking. Um, you know, not so much where I'm at, but in other places across the country in the U.S. at least, like. I think they're going to start to be here to get. And I know the sales were still down for the expected sales, um, but I, mm. I, I know that they're still targeting to hit like um, 18, 18 mark this year. So mm-hmm. I know that that's yeah. coming, but I still think, <laughs> man, that you was need a, to it have was a 18 million consoles to you gotta sell. Make them. Yeah, yeah, you got to make, make them. You got to make them to sell them. Yep. So I, but I still think that was kind of crazy that it took still years later so hard to get i i think what's like saving grace right now for the playstation 5 in terms of availability is that let more and more people that wanted to get one have one so now you're finally hitting the market of people like me that are like we're on the (coughs) fence or waiting for a few releases before getting one so Waiting for a sale, which is never going to happen because they well, never gonna, they're the going to go up in price, yeah. right? We talked yeah. about that. The consoles after Christmas are going up in yep. price, so yeah. forget uh, so yeah, your because inflation, man. I, I was actually talking with a a mutual, a game dev mutual, and for the holidays, he mm-hmm. managed to borrow somebody's Xbox Series X mm-hmm. uh, with and with their Game Pass account and everything, so that he could try a few games and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he hit me up because he was like, I know you have one. And then he hit somebody else, like a bunch of people in the UB, unofficial UB Discord to be like, oh, what should I play? And we were basically all touting how we have like this super expensive console that's hard to buy and that we were just like playing shit like playing you know, games like, from 10 years ago. <laughs> Dragon Age Origins <laughs> yeah. or Persona 5 The Royal and things yeah. like that. Because like it runs everything better, perfectly old and new. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird time to be to be gaming because these consoles are really hard to come by. But once you get them with the subscription services that they tout and services like xCloud, you mm-hmm. end up kind of like. Yeah, I got the console that pushes like the most FPSs and the most HDRs and it's got teraflops or whatever you they used to say. They're just like, oh, <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> destiny yeah you know yeah. <laughs> starting yeah, alley yeah not gonna lie when i when i was looking at oh, ps man. plus i was like oh i could go back and play like jack and dexter like hell yeah <laughs> i could play mm-hmm. my ps2 game on my ps5 and again i still just feel really lucky that i was able to get one and i still think yeah it's a little wild that uh, still yeah i think the good move which was like seen as a bad move when they announced it the good move from microsoft was to make the affordable smaller console yeah which was always in stock always available and it it's finding its market because it's a game pass machine or a Fortnite machine or a minecraft machine and unfortunately playstation did not do that they went full premium Mm. and because they went full premium they have a 
chip shorted issue. They have like all the gamers want it. Um, even people that don't need like the high end gaming are getting PS5s are forced into the premium bracket. Now that they have like the new revamp PS Plus, they could have like a smaller 1080p mm-hmm. machine. Like not yeah. everybody's got a like the 4K TV or cares about the 4K. A lot of people it, right. downgrade the graphics to get the 60 FPS, like they get the performance yep. mode. So it's you know, I I think we're coming out of this year like I agree with you, Joel, that one of the trends is like PS5, where to get them and why is it like Almost a thousand dollars Canadian to get like the console, an extra controller, and a game. Like, yeah, and that, yeah, yeah, we are you are starting to see too. Like, I've seen pictures on Twitter and things like, oh, look, there's actually a PlayStation on display at a store. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? people like, the things we haven't seen for store. two years, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, yep. Yeah. What a wild time. Because, like, remember when the Wii was, like, a hot commodity? Well, that would seem like it was, yes, it was a hot commodity, but only for, like, a few months. Oh, yeah, and, and then, then it's, they it was up. easy to find one. Yeah. Right? Even even the Switch, like, when Mario Odyssey At came the beginning. out, yep. mm-hmm. I just walked into the closest, like, source. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the one, like, on, on St. Spout Plaza, I just walked in and I was like, you guys got Nintendo Switches? They were like, yeah. Yep. They're like, but we we ran out like there was colorways. They're just like, we just have the default with the gray controllers. We ran out of the the red ones, the red ones or whatever they call it. But it's like, but we got like 20 boxes of the gray ones. I was like, I'll have a switch. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care about the color of the Joy-Cons. You buy that shit after. Like, you Mm -hmm. buy them. (laughs) You get stickers. They're going to get drift anyway. That's right. Who gives a shit? Kat, you're saying you don't. (laughs) I needed to download an app. In order to tell me when a PS5 was available at my local store, yeah. so that I could buy it, like that's how that is like yeah. how I got mine out of like sheer yeah. luck. I for for a while, uh, Darth from our Discord was like texting me when stuff was on stock, like through Walmart Canada. I was like, I appreciate it, dude, but like just stop. Like I'm not gonna buy one. I think like I I've made up my mind that I'm not buying one until like 2025, easy. I was like, I've made my priorities. Like, I'm not. I look at my PlayStation 4 and I'm like, it's a bit of a waste. Yeah. Um, Because, like, the last time I, I, I did my PlayStation Sony year wrap up, all I had played was Ghost of Tsushima one year. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to buy a PlayStation 5 just to play, like, two, three games two once games. in a while. Yeah. And now these games are coming to PC. So, yeah. I, I kind of told him, like, I'm buying a computer instead. Well, so yeah. I appreciate, but like I've made my decision. You can you can keep telling other friends I want to buy PlayStation Five, but you can take me off your list. Like, I'm, mm. yeah, that I've grieved that idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like to your point too. Like some of these are coming to PC, which means they're available on the Steam Deck. Like you can play God of War on the Steam Deck on the go. Kind of true, but like sort of it is it is it is happening where the cross. Like I think it, that's still crazy. Yeah, it's still, yeah, like you can play a PlayStation game. I have heard from game. Steve though. Yeah, I've I heard from a Steve Saylor that he's having issues with uh, some stuff on Steam Deck. But yeah, Cat has the gaming laptop; she can do it. Like Steam Deck from bed, laptop from bed. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But there you yeah, go. that's the problem. That's the the limitation of the Steam Deck. If the game is not optimized right. or doesn't have a Steam Deck mode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like you you have to like make your game needs to be adjusted for it. 
um, I know we have a few Steam decks lying around like Ubisoft, like we got dev kits mm-hmm. um, because we have a bunch of games that are still on, still on Steam. And I, I, I don't know, like NDA wise, I don't know if we're making games for the Steam deck. I just know they we had two or three lying around mm-hmm. the office. I was just like, who would go. play? <laughs> who would play like stuff like Rainbow Six Siege on the Steam Deck? Like some I, people do it. I guess I could, I could say like I could see like Assassin's Creed or you know like some of the old like Rayman games and things like that. Like retrofit that shit for the Steam Deck. But I was yeah. like, the live games. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, just... You don't have access to. I mean, if your accessibility, yeah, yeah, if your accessibility is low, and like, if you have a monitor, then you can dock that thing. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like the performance of a lot of like these old live games oh, yeah. is better, like on an old computer than on a Steam Deck. Right. So you're better off just playing on your your computer. I I don't know, but it's like that's the pro the quote unquote problem right now is like you need to find games that the developers have been certified for it. If not, a lot of the games that work on Steam Deck is, I'm telling you right here and now, is just a stroke of luck. Mm-hmm. Like if it works and it doesn't crash or it's giving you good performance, it's 100% of stro- uh, a stroke of luck. Or there was already a performance mode. When you activate it, it makes it easier on the Steam Deck. Mm. But it's like, you know, I played around a bit with the one we had at work. They installed a bunch of games on it to test it of like, just somebody what can put I do? In, yeah, yeah, just they put in like the dev put in his Steam account and he had like a big library so that we could and we just kind of like played with it for like an hour and it was like hit or miss. Mm. Hit or miss. A lot mm. of it. Well, folks, there are tons of other stories we could have spoke of, but we've already been chatting for almost an hour and a half. So, wow. yeah, if you got any other um, big moments in 2022 that you think that we missed, do you think should have spoke about um you can always message us twitter facebook discord um do that uh uh talk back in the iheart radio app if you want to leave us a voicemail um or voice memo that'd be pretty cool uh but this is the time where we close out the show uh as always i want to thank Catherine for putting together the show notes on girlsongames.ca it'll have the links to stuff that Simon mentioned uh the youtube video the youtube video that i mentioned the maroon 5 persona 5 uh mashup um, Kat always does an awesome job putting that together and I really appreciate it. If you, uh, have the power to do so on your platform of podcast consumption to rate and review podcasts, uh, and you can do that for us, that'd be much appreciated. Why? It helps with discovery, pushes up, us up in the algorithm so people can find us and, uh, we use the content that you write to help us build this show. So much appreciated. Um, as always, I w- want to thank the crew for being on the panel with me this week and uh this is the moment where they can shout out their social media handle so you can follow them everywhere online Catherine, where can people find you i am csdsbinscba on twitter and instagram but i'm mostly active on the girls on games discord especially since twitter is a fucking shit show right now so <laughs> when was it jo- not <laughs> jo- well, okay it's a biggest shit show than okay cool all right cool <laughs> Joelle, how about you? You can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87 or on Twitter at uh, Gamer underscore Comfy. But as always on the Girls on Games Discord, come check us out if you uh, want to talk about video games without judgment. Great place. Mm. Simon, you mentioned who your uh, recommendation was. You want to yeah. reiterate that again? 
Yeah, CoffeeZilla uh, on YouTube. He has a great series on the uh, Logan Paul CryptoZoo thing, but he does a lot of uh, uh, calling people out on NFTs and that kind of stuff. So it's actually really interesting for someone who really hates NFTs. It's really satisfying to see him be really good at uh, at uh, at showing people how, how bad they can be when it's not done properly. So... <laughs> awesome i'm leah you are most social media platforms but of course you want to know everything there is to know about girls on games you could track us down at the girls on games on twitter and facebook just girls on games no thought in there on instagram discord.me slash girls on games to continue this convo and more but of course if you ever need to know anything at all you can track it down at our home base that is our website girls on games.ca Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. Thank you, Simon. It's been another lovely week in video gaming. I'm very excited about 2023 and uh, looking forward to next week so we can talk through our favorite games that we played in 2022. Woohoo! Yeah. Awesome. See you all later. Have an excellent week. Bye. 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 Bye.